at the party, Richter. Welcome to See You at the Party, Richter. I'm Aaron Frescas, and with me, as always, is Joseph Beck Castro. Hello, cutie pies. And Chris Chapman. Hello, everyone. And we're also once again joined by special guest Laura Castro, who's going to help us work our way through the summary for Arnold's 2014 action movie, Sabotage. Thank you for joining us again, Laura. Hi, everyone. Uh, so are you guys ready to uh, get this show started? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, so. cool. Uh, take it away, Chris. <laughs> As you can tell, we're all very excited about this movie. Uh, <laughs> our movie begins with footage from what looks like, uh, like a terrorist's demand video featuring a middle-aged blonde woman screaming for someone named John as she is tortured and threatened at gunpoint by several masked men. It's a, it's a demand video? Like a terror, like the video a terrorist would make when they're like, no, I didn't know they make hostage. demands. That's I thought it I was meant. just like, well, you know, here's what happens to to Americans. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly going off of Iron Man one. That's <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, like I was just watching this, and I was like, man, I thought Booster had a bad ending all the way intro. Jesus, <laughs> jeez. I just like. This movie starts so horribly. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I can't overstate how awful it is to watch that torture footage because that's what it is. It's, it's literal torture it's footage. Torture porn. That's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's god awful. I was, I was about ready to like turn it off like twenty seconds in. Like, yeah, I, I hate this <laughs> for real. It, it seems like either Arnold or like his management, whoever picks his movies, they think that dramatic and bleak are the same thing when it comes to like movie plots. Like he never, I I've yet to see any of these movies be dramatic without being horribly bleak and like yeah. depressing and like overly violent. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, intercut with all this torture footage is several shots of Arnold watching the video in like anguish. Uh, we then get to the Tuttle. The, we then cut to the title, Mr. which Tuttle. is, <laughs> which is overlaid with some shots of somebody washing blood off of their hands, uh, followed by some text that tells us it is now eight months later. I didn't even catch the, the blood thing. Yeah. Yeah, and Arnold Arnold's really rocking uh, a haircut if Forrest Gump joined the Hitler Youth. <laughs> <laughs> and his head, head swelled a couple sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Now we're cutting to Arnold is driving a truck full of DEA agents, and he tells his passenger, the guy in the passenger seat, to arm the charges as they are approaching their destination. Uh, they exchange some very uh, witty repartee about their balls. This might be one of the worst first impressions of characters I've gotten from a movie before. It absolutely is. So here's like, here's the dialogue that he says to his fucking passenger, which is, who is like his second in command dude. He's like, don't blow your balls off, okay? And then the the dude takes a second and goes, don't worry, they're made of brass. And then Arnold counters back with, are they as big as your wife's? And it's just this horrible dialogue that I fucking hate. It's, and it's throughout this entire movie. It's And then they start talking about, they go into like farts after that. But it was like. It, oh, yeah. So we learned this is a squad made up yeah. primarily of 14 year olds as they start talking <laughs> about farts and dropping as many F-bombs as possible. Yeah, it seems like all the main characters. They they all seem like they spend their days off at the bar just like drinking Budweiser and just waiting for someone to spill a beer on them. You know, just like one of these <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, and like like Laura said, they they refer to their farts they say who dropped ass and I'm like what the fuck? God damn it, I hate this movie <laughs> immediately and everyone in it. Yeah, we um ate a little 
mushrooms. Watch. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? Jesus, I really? did no such thing. That's probably well, allegedly. Like, allegedly, this, this would have been know, horrible man. on mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. A bad idea. Well, in like Oof. ten minutes into it, I was just like, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, watch it again today, and it wasn't like as bad, but um, it was. It was not. Is off to a bad start. Yeah, definitely. Uh, from here, we cut to a bad screenwriter's idea of what a drug dealer's house is, where we see a lot of uh, scantily clad women sharing drugs and being groped by dudes. Uh, the focus turns to a particular lady at the party who is doing some coke and kind of pulling one of the drug dealers into a bedroom. Uh, and then we cut back to outside the drug dealer's compound where the like surveillance command team, not Arnold's team, but the, the guys running the operation, are getting ready for it to begin. Uh, back inside the house, there's some ladies trying to have some nice, intimate, topless fun in a bedroom, but they are very rudely kicked out by the Coke lady and the guy she's with. We see Coke lady has an earpiece <laughs> as Arnold tries to make contact with her, but she is she is busy trying to find her way to Pound Town. Um, <laughs> so real real quick, I know this is this is a sorry about the spoiler, but is this supposed to be how like showing how she became addicted to meth, like? I think Sorry. she's already addicted by this. Okay. Yeah, she's she's like she's already. she's deep in by this. Point. Okay, so and they're like, all undercover agents. So I yeah. think the idea is that she's. She, she got into okay sorry we get because there's like zero information going into this so we don't know how long she was actually undercover yeah but if if there's one thing this movie wants us to know it's that this lady is a fucking drug drug addict and yes. uh, yeah we we learn her name in a minute but i'm gonna keep calling her coke lady um <laughs> as the squad approaches the house uh a drugs one of the one of the cartel snipers prepares to shoot the truck but he is actually being watched by a DEA counter sniper who shoots him before he can do that. And we get the first of what will be countless gallons of blood exiting bodies in this movie. <laughs> There's just like half of them are CGI and the other half are just like corn syrup popping out of people. But it's just a lot of blood. Uh, let's see. The Coke lady's uh, drug dealer friend hears the shot and considers going to investigate which Coke Lady feels is the perfect time to kick him in the balls, pull some Black Widow moves, and shoot him dead. Also, Arnold's talking to her through an earpiece, and she responds mm -hmm. by touching her earpiece. Does anyone know if those <laughs> actually those things actually work still if you don't touch them? Yeah. Okay. I think that's been a joke in like two or three recent things where like somebody will touch their ear, and then the the professional on the other side will be like, "Don't touch your ear." Yes. You're giving yourself away. Yes, because Eric and, Eric and I were watching the last episode of Hawkeye last night, and a bunch of people were wearing hey, earpieces. Hey, 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 I'm not going to say hey, anything. It's just earpieces. Okay. Yeah, and a no bunch of people were wearing earpieces because uh, they were trying to be like incognito, but every time any one of them spoke, they touched their fucking ear. Yeah. <laughs> and I get how it may not be too noticeable if one person does it, like maybe a couple times, but when you have like 13 motherfuckers running around touching their ears every four <laughs> seconds, you're going to be like, yeah. these people are obviously on earpieces. I, I don't know. <laughs> So, which I get it's is it for like dumb people that are like oh wait who are they talking to oh, okay. exactly oh, to it's person. like in movie speak it's like this is I'm talking to someone in the room now I'm talking to my <laughs> contact it's like Jesus uh, oh and and the fight scene she like she like jumps up on the bed and does all these like flips and stuff yeah. to take the guy out and I was just wondering like is she a really good fighter or is this just the coke <laughs> <laughs> 
if if it were told from her perspective, it might just be the coke, but <laughs> this it, is no, no one actually becomes better at that yeah. stuff. <laughs> she, she's telling what happened. This is all from her perspective. She's like, then I fucking flipped up off my back. You know the way they jump up? Like yeah. I was on my back, but then I flipped up. You know, then I kicked him. Landed on I... my feet and I kicked him at the same time. <laughs> Uh, she then shoots her way out of the house and and like dives out the window and runs around to where the truck is pulling up, uh, demands her equipment, but Arnold tries to tell her to stay behind, which she, which she does not. And I'm kind of confused at this point because like two minutes ago, uh, the guy we will find out is her husband was like worried about her, and Arnold goes, "Don't worry, she knows how to take care of herself." <laughs> and then when she shows up to the truck, he's like, "No, you're not allowed to go in. It's too dangerous." And it's like. Do you trust her or not? Because I don't fucking get it. Maybe he's just trying to reassure him. I Maybe. I don't know. Uh, let's see. The I team... also really love that that's the part that confused you. <laughs> <laughs> I Nothing's been confusing like to this point. times by that point. <laughs> it's all been very stupid, but it hasn't been confusing <laughs> up until now. Uh, let's see. The team breaches the front door of the house with some explosives, and they try to break through like a metal gate. Uh, when suddenly one of the drug dealers just starts firing blindly at them through a cinder block wall, but somehow manages to hit nobody, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're all standing right in front of that wall. <laughs> After the guy empties the clip, Arnold gets some more explosive and blows a hole in the wall big enough for one of his guys to shoot that dude. And uh, at this point, I was just like, man, they sure love blood and saying fuck in this movie. <laughs> Because uh, they've dropped like it's got to be like twenty or twenty five fucks at this point in the movie, um, and we're like three minutes in. Uh, once they get through the gate, Coke Lady, her name is Lizzie, <laughs> but like I said, I'm going to continue to call her Coke Lady. Uh, leads the team through the corridors of the drug operation, killing a lot of dealers along the way until they arrive at their destination, which is a room with a huge pallet sized stack of money. We find out at this point that Coke Lady is married to another member of the team. Uh, the one who looks like he filmed this in between seasons of that Viking TV show. <laughs> it's Sam Worthington, right? It's Sam yeah. Worthington. Yeah. Part of the team begins cutting through another gate in order to explain to command, like, why they haven't found the money yet. While in actuality, they are, like, they're skimming $10 million off the top for themselves. It's It's kind of a weirdly complicated plan if you're not watching the movie. But basically, they're already in the room with the money. Command is trying to figure out what the holdup is, so they tell them, oh, we're trying to cut through this gate to get to the money, but all the while actually bagging up the money and and packing it up for themselves. So I I actually did not get that. So they were just cutting up the gate as a like a time-wasting tactic for the exactly. Sky guys? Exactly. Okay. So they breached a totally different door to get into the room. Why did they even bother cutting it then? Just say like, oh, we have a gate to cut through. Well, Just because for the they time, I think, right? Well, a for the time, and then b because all the, all the police guys are going to come in there and do like see that shit when they when the uh, operation is over. So they have to see a cut gate if they said they were cutting the gate. You know, Got it. it's it's very overcomplicated, and I don't know why the investigators wouldn't notice that they breached through the other door, but whatever. So they are they're packing the money into small plastic bags, taping it and attaching it to a rope which they shove down a septic pipe underneath a toilet that they're going to come back and retrieve later. And this toilet, by the way, is like is covered in shit, which like it's stuff like this stuff. Like no this, there's reason. no fucking point to this, yeah. but like movies like this always have stuff like this. It's like mm-hmm. if a drunk frat boy tried to write a cop movie after finding his roommate's Coke, 
Like, yeah. th- this is the kind of movie. Okay, okay. So then they get the money in the room. They get the money room, and then uh, and then they're undercover. Like they uncover the money, and the guys, the guy and his wife. His wife's like, "Look what Mama did for you," and they fucking kiss. Yeah, they're gonna steal this money. Yeah, but they it's like kiss over the money. Oh, yeah, so yeah. But it, but it, but you know, yeah, it's, it's like there, there's there's like there's there's a bunch of shit in the toilet. You know? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, there's totally gonna be shit in that toilet. And then he does more coke. Anyway. Which it, is like borderline racism, like these fucking Mexican drug lords are live <laughs> like animals, like they don't flush the goddamn toilet. I don't know. It's, I mean, to to be fair, uh, the cook at one of the cooks at my work. This is just being an asshole, but like uh, <laughs> one of the cooks at my work, he would. This is gross, by the way. Please don't. It's 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 quick. He, like it, so, every day on the toilet, he would he would wipe his ass and then wipe it on the the seat. And there would what? be that on that on, he would that would be on the seat every single day, and eventually it was like someone here is doing this, and I ended up uh uh the he, the idiot did it before we opened, so the manager brought them all in there. He's like, if I find out who fucking did this, he's getting fired. So, but it was like, are you well, what the? Yeah, I don't know. He's like, yeah. it's funny. I, did he have mental problems? No, he's fine. I mental mean, problems don't excuse I mean, that shit. <laughs> I have mental god. problems. I would not do that. My god, <laughs> he's just gross. Yeah, that just sounds like an asshole. But uh, you know, maybe maybe one of the maybe one of the guys just was like, "Yeah, this will be well, great. This is gonna be funny." <laughs> I'm just gonna shit in this thing eight times and never flush <laughs> it because it is full. It is like overflowing out of the overflowing. Top. Yeah. yeah, God, that's pretty gross. Uh, all right. So as they are packing up the money, another drug dealer pops out of one of the hallways. And shoots the guy cutting the gate in the neck before uh, getting blown away by everyone else on the team. And I just want to stop for a moment and note all the names that we have so far for everybody on the team. There's Monster, Grinder, Pyro, Tripod, Breacher, and Lizzie. Now, Lizzie, <laughs> I'm pretty sure is her actual name. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but I, think I, so. I just it like is. all these it's names are for so Lizzie. fucking stupid. Like, like, exactly like Aaron said, they're just like frat boy what he thinks would be cool they're so fucking stupid i hate it wait what was uh what was sawyer's name that one we find out yeah is neck (laughs) because you know that's of course because badass yeah (laughs) i also i i I noticed that lizzie was the only one without a nickname and you can even see on their vests they all have most of them have their nickname on the top middle yeah instead of like their real name but hers just says lizzie well, Coke Lady is too long for one of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, also her name's Elizabeth, so. Lizzie oh, that's true. That that's yeah. Do you think about maybe that? she just loves Thin Lizzy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So as <laughs> as they try to save their wounded buddy and finish packing up the money, Arnold uh, sets a pack of something next to the remaining pile of cash, and as they're all exiting out the hallway. Uh, he shoots the pack and the entire fucking pile of money explodes. Okay, so this is the biggest problem with this movie, mm-hmm. like story-wise. So, what was like? Did the DEA want him to blow up the money? And no. Okay, he, I think he did that to cover his ass. Okay, so then, like, I know they mentioned later on that, like the. Uh, FBI was investigating it as well, uh-huh. but how the fuck would they know ten million dollars is exactly. missing if the rest of it got blown up? And that's yeah. like the and how would the drug dealers know? Also, yeah. like how would the fucking drug dealers find out and be pissed that they stole the ten million dollars? Like, well, I don't think the drug dealers were pissed that they stole the ten million dollars. I think the drug dealers were pissed that they 
got kill raided. People? I don't think the drug dealers were pissed at all. They didn't. Oh wait, they, they killed yes, that they one did. guy, they, right? They, yeah, they sent dudes. Okay. That, well, we'll get there. But okay, like, okay. But they the, threw the drug money dealers were pissed. Him. But I think they were yeah, just yeah, yeah. pissed because did they throw money at him? Yeah. They well, they laid money out uh, like over his body. Oh, I didn't see that. I thought those were just fucking like. I don't know. Pieces of green paper. I no, I, I didn't even know they were green. I thought they were white. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, they. Laid I money thought that was where the bandages he was trying to put on himself. I <laughs> was not paying fucking attention. <laughs> Checked out of the movie at that point. Uh, okay, so uh, li- a little later on, the team is waddling through the sewer to retrieve the money, only to find that someone already beat him to it and like cut the rope. And so all the all the cash is missing, and they left behind a single bullet. What is the bullet for? Yeah, that, I, I was know. waiting for that. Time. I that is Chekhov's bullet that especially, never gets paid off. Like, especially when you find out who who left it, you're like, what? what, what yeah, that doesn't make that? any fucking sense. Intimidation, um, <laughs> maybe. Hmm? Uh, so now we get some camcorder footage of the team being like individually interviewed about the operation. By a couple of southern guys who are real ticked off about that $10 million. Uh, It is revealed that the FBI was running a parallel investigation on the drug dealers, like Joe said. Uh, So they had an exact count of how much money was supposed to be there. uh, And they noticed that the $10 million... Exactly. Oh, it makes no sense. Also, why would your plan be blow it up? Seriously? You're an explosive expert. You know that that's not going to burn all the money. Burn the money. (laughs) It's true. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, this this puts Arnold's team under suspicion for stealing the money. Why would they want to blow it up anyway? Like, even if it's a completely legit official operation, why would the goal be blow up the money? I, again, I don't think the goal was blow up the money. I think Arnold decided to do that as part of his cover-up. Yeah, to cover Then him. why is the DEA more mad about a missing theoretical $10 million than blowing up the <laughs> other $20 million, $200 That's true. Million, if they If they suspect him of taking the $10 million, they have to know that he blew up the money. Yeah. That's a good point that I yeah, had not I, thought up to this point. That's fucking they were, stupid. <laughs> either they were intentionally like, okay, your plan is to blow up the money, which makes no sense. <laughs> or they were like, why did you case, blow up that it? money? And also, why did you take the like one and a half percent of what was there? No <laughs> Only sense. we're allowed to steal money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also learn everybody else's name here at this point. Um, Terrence Howard is playing Sugar. And uh, we get, God, what's his name? Josh Sawyer. Holloway. Yeah, Josh, Josh Holloway. Holloway. Josh Holloway is neck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like how we, they... Oh, I was also going to say, we also learned that his team is like, they're like terrible actors and bad at bluffing for what he later calls the best undercover agents in the DEA. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I like I that there's like a little uh, with Josh Holloway's character. They start he's giving still him shit about his, a daddy. about his daddy. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, his daddy shot his mom right in front of him and then shot himself after a confidence <laughs> man took their money. I'm surprised he didn't make him like read a letter right there. <laughs> Mr. Sawyer. Anyway. Uh, then we go to uh, Arnold waking up and see that he lives in what appears to be a very nice bed and breakfast. Uh, <laughs> we see him eating some celery and tuna straight from the can. Terrible some... knife skills. Terrible, <laughs> really? Terrible knife skills. Was, I have none, finger. so it looked fine to me. What, what was that he was, doing? He's just cutting the celery badly. Just... <laughs> how do you cut it? I'm just curious. How you, I, I don't remember. How, how do you cut it badly? I genuinely don't know how to explain this. How to explain badly. <laughs> 
Um, uh, okay, so if you're like spreading, I like to imagine butter, he was using the wrong end of the knife, just cutting kind of <laughs> with the blunt side. <laughs> if you're like spreading peanut butter on toast, you know, uh-huh. like if you're good, it'll make it all nice and smooth. But if you suck, it's just all clumpy and like. Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of what like shitty knife skills are. It's just it's like, like uneven, cu- uh, uneven celery slices and shit. Yeah, but it's more of like efficiency as well. Mm, like, yeah, uneven, it. sloppy, inefficient. Yeah, dangerous. Like that's how you. It's that's true. how you get cuts and shit inside <laughs> the kitchen, guys. It's poor knife skills. <laughs> and dull knives. And dull knives. Dull knives are so much more dangerous than sharp knives. Yes. In the kitchen. Um, See more more poor safety uh, observations by Arnold. Yep. <laughs> um, also, I thought he was totally eating cat food, not tuna. But <laughs> it did look like it did look That's like what a I cat house. house that he's got to live by the like he's credo of a so sad, sad that he fucking <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I he cracked it open. I was like, oh, he's got a cat, and then he like takes a bite. I'm like, oh, he's testing it for the cat. And then no cat ever appears. Like, he just keeps he just eating it. cat food. He's like, did he eat cat food, or is that the mushrooms that? Let me see that. Or maybe he lost his cat, and he knows he's gonna cry later, so he's eating Aww. cat food. <laughs> it's good protein. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So after eating his tuna, he makes some Pop-Tarts for the federal agents tasked with watching him who are waiting outside his house. Uh, Outside, those feds are doing their best impression of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence and Bad Boys for some reason. (laughs) uh, In a failed attempt to bring a little levity to this movie, probably. Oh, is that what that was supposed to be? I think so. Fucking, they're just bad at it. Like written by a drunk frat guy. Because huh. is is like and then and then uh and then agent one says to agent agent two you need a thermos for my dick yeah because this guy's oh, yeah. dick it's fucking huge fuck yeah all right yeah, don't that scene let's get you some more coke <laughs> yeah they're both black so they got to talk about how big their dick is right yeah I guess yeah, but Jesus. it's it's there's just a lot of dick like talk in this movie yeah kind of um at this point Arnold heads to the gym and then to work after that all the while be- all the while being watched by the two feds and uh, I just wanted to note at this point I bet he loves having an audience while he works out <laughs> <laughs> He's just like waiting for him to be watching and then he pumps extra a, hard He's got a spotter too that's good <laughs> Uh at his work at the office, it is clear that everyone knows he stole the money and thinks he's a piece of shit. Uh, you and- talking about the guy that comes up to him? The guy who comes up to him in his cubicle and is like, why don't you just confess, you piece of shit? (laughs) Nobody wants you here. Nobody loves you. And then also, you know he's lost all respect in this office because even the white guy from Barbershop treats him like an asshole. Which which one's the white guy from Barbershop? The guy from uh, the guy in the bathroom. Oh, okay. Oh, the guy whose gun he throws in the uh, urinal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like I, I was as far as the uh, guy that confronts him at the cubicle. I'm like wondering if that guy comes up to him and does that every day. <laughs> like, right before the, like right before the scene started, Arnold like looks at his watch. He notices it's eleven forty-five. He sighs. He like pulls out the headphones out of his desk because up oh, here comes Ken from Narcotics again. It's gonna be here any second. Like, <sighs> oh, so after he comes back from the bathroom, he uh, gets called into his supervisor's office and told that the investigation has ended and that his routine is returning to active duty. Uh, and the dialogue just fucking sucks here. Yeah, exactly. Why? Like, you'd Why? think that there would be some sort of payoff to where they're trying to catch them. Yeah, but they're, uh, he explains it in the, in the meeting by saying that he has no more credibility and that there's nowhere else he can stick them. So, like, literal, literally all he can do, 
like no other agency will take him. So literally all he can do is give him his power back. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it's because so dude is like, sorry, I'm leaning back too far. Um, so <laughs> dude who is the principal from saved by the way. And it always just kind of really makes me happy when, when he's on screen. Cause I kind of love him, but he's a dick in this. Uh, he's a dick in most things actually. He's, he's also yeah. an aftermath by the way too. Oh yeah. He's yeah. like the corporate yeah. guy. Yeah. So he's he's like, you know, somebody in Washington must love you. Like, whose yeah. dick did you suck to get this to happen? Uh, specifically, he says, got a picture of a senator fucking a goat, maybe? There like, we go. Thank you. Yes, fuck. that's that's what it is. So why is that even there if there's no payoff to that? Yeah. But why, why even mention it? Why not just be like, oh, they got bored? Like, I don't know. They stopped wanting to... They got yeah. distracted by other things. Yeah, Chekhov's goat. I I spent the entire like most of the movie yesterday and most of the movie today like waiting for that to pay off. Like, did I miss it? Did I miss it somewhere? No, it nope. just doesn't pay off. I think they just wanted that edgy ass line in the fucking movie. The senator fucking a goat. Yeah, line. yeah. yeah I that's, fucking, that's edgy material oh, right there. God. Yeah, and then right after that, he's like, Cred- "Credibility is like virginity. Once it's gone, it's gone forever." I just, I, I hate all the dialogue in this that, movie. That sucks. Such bad dialogue. <laughs> Let's see. We go now. Oh, Arnold's truck pulls up to a trailer where his team has been stuck during the investigation with nothing to do. And we go into the trailer, and I just want to note that aside from Terrence Howard, every member of his team looks like a white nationalist. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but there's no fucking way that these assholes were not at the Capitol on, ju- on January 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. uh, Arnold enters to find his team drinking, playing video games, and giving each other tattoos, with Coke Lady specifically trying as hard as she can to be unlikable. You can kind of switch over to Meth Lady eventually. I mean, she, yeah, sure. Crack Lady, Meth Lady. It'll it'll kind of rotate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's see. The team is psyched to be back in action as they arrive to a training exercise the next day after he lets them know that they're back on active duty. Um, Arnold kind of takes Coke Lady aside and he can tell that she's still on drugs, but for some reason allows her to bully him into letting her back onto the team. Like he brings it up and then does absolutely nothing about it. I don't. She says she's fine. So, <laughs> you know, hey. she's fine. Yep. That kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I get it. I mean, personally, I don't believe women, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've done that too. Like, I dated someone that did meth, and she said that she wouldn't hit me anymore. And so I believed her. And, you know, it turned out not as bad as this. But, you know. It, you don't, don't believe people that do meth. That's all I got to say. Like, she's like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I won't freak out on you anymore. It'll be fine. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. As long as you don't freak out on me, we're good. <laughs> she did. Uh, she did. I think uh, I know who this is, too. Is that huh? a true story? Said, I think I know who this is, too. Oh, yeah, that's a true story. There's a, there's another story that goes along with it, but it's long. <laughs> <laughs> and on, of her freaking out on me and Chris doing absolutely nothing to help. I'm sorry. Not that sorry. It was fine. Uh, let's see. So the team sloppily makes their way through the exercise at the end arnold kind of points out that they missed an enemy in the final room and that somebody would have fucking died if this was real and i also like that worthington's australian accent slips out in this part is uh yep you're gonna get in my fucking way every time <laughs> uh, also loud as fuck whenever they enter the buildings yeah definitely it was uh, an emergency <laughs> 
Uh, everyone on the team is blaming each other for the mistake, and Arnold makes them run it back again. Uh, afterward, Arnold and Monster, who is Sam Worthington and uh, Coke Lady's husband, uh, have a private talk about what the problem is, to which Monster replies that there's just no trust anymore. And he goes, we're not a team anymore. We're just a gang. And I'm like, you kind of look like you were always a fucking gang. Like, everybody <laughs> there's got fucking, like, they're all tattooed out. They all treat each other like shit. They're all hazing each other constantly. And uh, they're overly violent and aggressive. Uh, so cops. Um, yep. uh, Arnold <laughs> yep, then yep, goes outside and gives a pep talk about trust. And then tells everyone that he is going to be part of the exercise this time as a sign that he trusts them with his life. Oh, I, I just love his delivery of that line. Now we don't trust each other. And it just makes me makes me very happy. Yeah. I just think it's not that brave because I feel like it's going to be pretty obvious which Arne, which mannequin is Arnold. Uh, well, on top of that, they're all standing. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is you find out when they actually do run the program or run the exercise that Arnold is like sitting on a couch in a room far away from the two mannequins representing the bad guys. And so he is in like no danger of getting shot, basically. And smoking a cigar, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after successfully not shooting Arnold, everyone goes to a strip club to celebrate and they raise a toast to Smoke, who is the guy that died at the drug lord's house, the guy that got shot in the neck while he was cutting the gate. So at this point, it's what, six months after the initial incident, right? Uh,. I actually don't know. It's eight months after. No, no, no. Sorry. The operation took place eight months after that torture video. And I don't know how long it's been since. They said something about like the investigation was like six months. Oh, okay. I missed that that part. So are they all just now like mourning their friend smoke? (laughs) It kind of seems like none of them give a shit. It feels like this just happened like the other day and they're just now getting to mourn him. Which would maybe make sense if none of them had seen each other, but like eight of them have been stuck in a trailer for the last six months together, so Yeah. I don't know. Why are they all together in a trailer? I don't know. That also confused yeah. me. They, I don't know, because they're on government payroll, but they're not letting them go out and shoot anybody. Yeah, it's basically a barrack. Yeah. <laughs> also this part so they're at a strip club and the dude whose name is Pyro, one of the strippers asks him how he got his name. And he tells the story of how he threw a flashbang into a meth lab and burned the whole fucking thing down. And I love the look on the stripper's face, which is just so, like, disgusted and tired of these assholes. And it's also the face I was making through most of this movie. (laughs) Uh, Arnold and the Viking guy, uh, Monster, have another heart-to-heart at the bar. And then a drunk Sugar, who is Terrence Howard's character, uh, jumps up on the stage uh the bouncer tries to get him off and barely touches him and then fucking they start getting into a fight with him and pyro knocks the bouncer out and they all fucking leave i just cannot again the movie cannot overstate how gigantic pieces of shit these people are like every single one of them it was right here with when the trained soldiers beat up a security guard trying to do his job that i kind of want to see all these motherfuckers die seriously (laughs) like trying to do his job protecting the women from all these drunk assholes (laughs) yeah uh let's see later that night pyro wakes up in his rv and he's drunkenly making his way over to the sink to piss in it as we hear a train sounding its horn in the distance and then as he's pissing in the sink he slowly realizes he's actually parked on the trap parked on the tracks and the train is coming right at him still honking its horn at him 
He tries to escape, but his keys are missing and he can't get out of the door. So he decides to stand right in front of the train because he can't live without his beloved RV, I guess. I don't fucking know what the deal is here, but there's like a lot of room for him to get out of the way. And he just stands there. Move to the left. Yeah. But anyway, the the train hits and rips that fucking RV apart. Um, We cut to a little later. Arnold is pulling up to the wreckage as we see a detective looking over the scattered pieces of pyro. And it's like, based on how his body is laid out, it's like, did that train axe him, like fucking hack him up with an axe and then spread his body parts all over the forest? Because I am very confused as to what injury he actually got from that fucking crash. Just a bunch of unnecessary gore. It really is. It's like piles of guts, limbs, and like a full leg that is just intact. I I don't yeah. know. It's so fucking stupid. I Blood and gore's cool, leg. man. <sighs> I I believe you, but I I missed seeing the, the full <laughs> leg. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have his like dong hanging off. <laughs> yeah, <or> really, <laughs> truly, just flopping in the wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> balls got stuck to the rv like truck nuts <laughs> hey the scene was pretty dark maybe it was it just wasn't well lit enough yeah uh let's see arnold goes over and introduces himself to the homicide detective and when she acts when she asks him about next of kin he replies that there's only ex-wives um i i hate the writing again there's a, there's a line here from the detective arnold asks what happened and she goes train versus winnebago Train one. And I'm like, God, <laughs> fuck you, movie. God. I like her. her she, he also asks uh, why they think it, why she's there. Cause she's homicide. Yeah. And I like her sorry excuse for why they think it was a murder. She's just like, some suckers got to write it up. I guess it was me. She's yeah. like, what? I don't think that's the way stuff works. Yeah, that's okay. not a, uh, whatever. She's a bad cop. Uh, when Arnold asks if he can he- help Detective Brentwood, which is her name, just tells him to find more body parts and mark them, which doesn't seem like the kind of job that you're supposed to hand off to a rando, but whatever. I guess that's why I'll never make detective. <laughs> um, oh, Brentwood's partner, Detective Michael from Lost, calls her over to look at the torso <laughs> he just found. Uh, and they must be really good detectives to know that that was Pyro's torso because uh, I thought I was just looking at a big pile of Brundlefly. Um, of what? <laughs> Brundlefly. Of Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. Oh. <laughs> uh, when Arnold leaves, uh, Detective Michael from Lost informs Brentwood that he's a big deal with the DEA. I. And and she and her response is well. Why don't you go suck his dick? Yeah, there's dick. a lot of uh, homophobia and transphobia which, in this movie. Exactly. <laughs> which again, like this dialogue tries so hard to be badass. Yeah. Like the movie seriously goes back and forth from feeling like it's written by either a drunken frat boy or a 15 year old kid named Aaron that's still four years away from touching his first boob. Either <laughs> one. <laughs> like, because that totally would be something I would. <laughs> yeah, 100. I was 15. <laughs> yeah, you um, were you were about those jokes back in the day. <laughs> i mean they're funny you know i mean when you're 15 yeah when you're 15 yeah. they're hilarious uh let's see a few days later we see detective brentwood pulling up to arnold's house coke lady answers the door and calls out that the stripper has arrived they go out back where the team is hanging out and sawyer tries to get a dance out of her and it took me a couple minutes to realize that they actually did order a stripper 
Like yeah. I, th- I thought Coke Lady was just fucking like being a a dickhead. And then when Sawyer's oh, like, yeah. for for Pyro's wake, they order a stripper. Yeah. And then so when Sawyer actually tries to get her to start stripping and doesn't realize she's a fucking cop, even though she's dressed like a fucking co- like a real cop. I don't know. It's just all very stupid. Oh, the detective is there to get a statement from uh, Sawyer, but instead the entire the entire team decides to just be complete douchebags, and there's not a single there's not a single likable character in this whole fucking movie, including the detective because she's also a dick. She's just less mm. of a dick. Yeah, I really don't like seeing Joe Mangliano like this mm, because yeah. by everyone's account that like has ever talked about him that knows him. He's a fucking sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And so he, he's, he's like also very charismatic scary, and yeah, can play a much better character. Scary <laughs> and terrifying in this. And I don't, I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it at it's, all. You should, there's a good movie to watch right after this is Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Because, uh, <laughs> it's just pretty much about Pee Wee Herman trying to fuck Joe, Joe, Joe M. I'm not going to try to say his name. <laughs> it's, it's good. good. It's good. Uh, at this point, Arnold pulls uh, Detective Brentwood aside and promises to get Sawyer to make a statement, but uh, they're just going to wait until the next day. And as Brentwood leaves, the actual stripper arrives at the party. So they really did hire a stripper to celebrate the brutal, gory death of their friend. Also, uh, uh, good old Joe, Joe M decides to, uh, he like aggressively orders what was her name caroline the detective to drink a beer after they've already tried to do that once by the way yes and he like shoves it in her face she says no she takes it from him eventually and sprays him with it so he kind of like starts threatening him before they tell him to stop yeah he says i like the way you play now lick it off because yeah. god this movie just and i, I think it was right here i start kind of started to realize like when he's yelling at her to drink the beer this movie has a pretty similar amount of like the same over-the-top testosterone is Arnold's movies from the 80s, but I was trying to figure out why it's so different than them. Is it, like, I was like, is it because it takes itself too seriously? Yeah, there's no self-awareness. Yeah, it, so, like, It actually Predator, thinks this stuff is cool and edgy. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, because I was like, Predator took itself, like, ugh, Predator took itself seriously, but from what I remember, that was actually fun. Yeah, but, but they were still, like, it took itself seriously, but the whole point of that movie is that at the end it emasculates all those huge strong dudes yeah, and their guns. True. Like that's true. the whole point is that they come in there and they wreck that fucking village or whatever. Uh, I haven't seen Predator in a very long time. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh they wreck they wreck shop with their guns and then they fucking waste an entire jungle full of bullets and never hit the predator and still get taken out one by one. Like the whole again, the whole point is that they emasculate them afterwards. And yeah. this movie does not do that. This movie thinks that it's badass the entire way through. Um, yeah. And I think maybe because the good, they're supposed to be the good guys, but they're acting like fucking assholes the whole time. Exactly. It's pretty much yeah. seem like the villains. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'd like, I'd like beer off of them. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> give yes. that opportunity. Who wouldn't? I'm just saying that's what makes her character so unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have asked instead of demanding that. That's she very probably true. Done if he would have asked. <laughs> You know, I don't yeah. know. Also, his tongue's yellow. I don't. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, it was. I you noticed that? that, and I don't know why. Don't Maybe because they. Oh, he fucking chews tobacco in this movie. There's a couple parts oh, okay. where he's spitting tobacco. Is that does that, that do fucks that? Fucks up your mouth. I don't know if it does that specifically. Seems plausible. 
Okay. Okay. I just figured he was eating a jawbreaker, but <laughs> I was, I was like trying to think of a joke with a candy that would turn your mouth yellow, but I couldn't think of anything that would turn your mouth yellow. Anyway, uh, uh, let's Gob see. Stopper. <laughs> Wait, everlasting or not? Uh, everlasting. Um, They're bomb. I haven't had those in a minute. So it, we cut to the next night when Arnold is meeting with uh, Detective Brentwood. They then head over to Sawyer's house to take a statement. With uh, with Arnold basically calling her an alcoholic along the way on the ride, um, which by the way I've never heard that phrase before. He's like, "You enjoy your cups," and I was like, "What the fuck does that?" Yeah, mean? we had to we rewound that and put on the subtitles. Yeah, like, yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Well, so uh, so yeah, you had Michael, uh, you had Michael and Caroline discussing how the RV train was rolled accidental, right? Because you're at the them driving the dude's house. So, so oh, I must have skipped that. Weird. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. So yeah, so uh, Michael and Caroline discuss how the RV train accident was ruled accidental. Uh, Caroline insists on interviewing the dude, which is what Chris was talking about. But then, like Caroline mentions that Arnold texts her and pretends to sext, but Michael doesn't want to see that shit. Which is like again, <laughs> the third or fourth time the male characters made it clear that they're yeah, gay. like very intent on making sure everyone knows that we're not gay. We hate <laughs> dicks. Exactly. It made me curious if when David Ayer was working on the script, he accidentally saw some dude's dick in the bathroom urinal and then ran back to his office and added a bunch of, I don't want to see no dick in here because I ain't gay dialogue, you know? I don't know. Maybe. But I also like like what you just said, like Caroline or Arnold pretty much just starts like negging Carol- Caroline right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> like, definitely- Especially considering what like, happens later in the movie and how he's yes. like fucking manipulating her. It's like, oh, that was <laughs> yeah. actual negging. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but then they they arrive at Sawyer's place finally and find that his power's been his power's out, um, and that he is not answering Arnold when uh, when he's calling for him. And they they go through the house with their guns drawn and their flashlights out. And I just kind of want to note that there's a bunch of shots in the dark house, and I think they're supposed to be building suspense, and they're just fucking confusing. Like they're just moving through the house and not being clear at all. Mm. Um, that's a solid part of the movie right there <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so they keep looking through the house until eventually brentwood slips and lands in a giant pool of blood which leads them to discover sawyer's corpse nailed to his ceiling with his guts hanging out of his stomach yeah jesus um uh later they are with the corner well uh, first, we see Detective Brentwood outside smoking a cigarette, and Arnold just leaves. And she's like, "Hey, you can't just fucking leave." And he's like, "I'm a fed. I can do whatever the fuck I want." With <laughs> blood still on her hands, they won't even let the poor lady wash her fucking hands. Before yeah, they, they haven't like, before she has a cigarette. Lots of Sawyer blood all on her cigarette and on her face and everything. Yeah. It's just it's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then we cut to later at the police corners. We find out that Sawyer was killed by a stabbing, and then they discover some hair also that doesn't belong to him, like near his feet. I think I gotta say, like this scene was like disgusting. It was very good. This this movie is extremely interested in being gross all the way through. Yeah, like the scene was probably disgusting because they kept cutting the shots of his mangled body, but like mostly because this is probably the closest we're ever going to get to having a lost reunion, just (laughs) like with. That Sawyer's corpse me, on the exactly table. that made me uh, sick. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that because um, <laughs> I was like, they, they don't ha- they don't have a scene together. Yeah, like, my, Michael's in the then room. They do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, he's like, well, that's for the time on the raft, dickhead. Yeah. 
Alrighty, and that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks once again to Laura for joining us. Make sure to check back in just a few days for the next episode, which will include part two of the movie. Anyway, until then, I guess we will... Get the party, Richter!